Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Expat Life. This Expat Life is the podcast for people who are looking to learn more about their life abroad and their personal growth so they can create an expat life aligned with who they truly are from the inside out. My name is Amanda Maxime and I will be your coach and host for today and I am very happy that you are here. Let's get started. But actually before we do I just want to say welcome back. I don't know if you noticed, but I have been on a bit of a podcast break lately. I was recording weekly episodes, but then I took a break and I just saw that the last episode that I recorded, a solo episode, was already two months ago. So coming from a weekly interval, this two month period feels incredibly long. And I'm happy to be back, to be breaking the break, even though I'm not sure if I'm going to return to weekly episodes or even when I will record the next episode. But for now, I'm pausing the break and I am back here. There was a whole build up to that break and a whole reason why I took it. And I will share much more about this period in a future episode. A lot of things have been going on for me personally in the last two months. And I would love to share more about it because I feel this will help other people as well, especially the deeper reason uh, behind the break that I took. I think this is very present for a lot of high achievers as well. So I think my story might be of value to you. But that is for another episode because things are still shifting, are still falling into place. I'm still integrating. So I feel like I'm not entirely ready yet for this more personal episode. But it could come very soon, perhaps already next week. Who knows? And to give you a very brief update, I just returned from a nearly three-week trip to the US. I returned yesterday afternoon. I'm now back in The Hague. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the living room that you always see. I'm back home. And in about a month, I'm already going to Rio. So this is going to be a very interesting month. It's probably going to be packed with appointments for the December period, you know, it's always busy. I've got a lot of work things as well, but I also need to start packing and I need to start, yeah, getting ready for my big move to Brazil. But I'm taking things day by day to not get overwhelmed. And today is just all about getting back in my own rhythm here. Surprisingly, I slept 10 hours last night and I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning, even though there was a nine hour time difference with California, where I was. And I feel great. And this trip has really meant so much for me. I actually feel that it has been life changing and I don't use this word lightly. And if you follow me on Instagram, you already know this, but just a little recap. I was in Florida for a week to visit some friends of mine that I know from Brazil And then I went to Orange County for a conference by James Wetmore. I'm taking, he's a business coach and I'm taking one of his courses. And then I had five more days in LA, at least that was the plan. But maybe as you can hear uh, from my voice, I'm not feeling, I wasn't feeling that great. I'm fine now. I just still have like a, a cold. But the moment I got to LA, I got the flu. And on top of that, I also got a stomach bug. So I was really down in bed for a couple of days and couldn't do much, not so many things that I had planned to do, which is unfortunate. But I still had such an amazing trip, such a life-changing trip, as I said. So even though physically I wasn't feeling good, the trip was so special that I still feel 
so high mentally, emotionally and spiritually. I feel it has been life-changing because at the conference where I was, a lot of things fell into place for me, a lot of things shifted and I connected to this energy that was just like, wow. And I also feel that this trip is life-changing to an extent that I cannot fully grasp yet. So it feels like if I look back in a couple of months or a year, that I will be able to pinpoint certain developments, connections, places, achievements that were made possible because of this trip. So I cannot see all the life-changing things that this trip has given me yet. I know there will be more. I just feel it in my very core. And this is really such an exciting feeling to have. I wish everyone could experience a trip like this. Again, I will also share more about this life-changing trip in another episode, perhaps the same as the personal one, I'm not sure yet. I feel like some things still need to fall into place, I need to land a little bit more before I can really say what I'm feeling, because right now everything still feels a bit like in flux, it's moving. So let's just get started with today's episode, and today I want to talk about New Year, New You. You have probably heard this term before already. It's often used to describe the start of the new year and the new you. You can also become with that new year. And actually, I remember seeing quite a bit of criticism. I use this word in brackets because it's not like this got a lot of criticism, but I just saw on Instagram like a counter movement about this new year, new you phrase. And that is because a lot of people say, like, I want to stop striving to go for bigger, better all the time and to strive towards being someone that I'm not or feeling that I should be someone else with this new year, new you concept. But I still love the phrase. I still wholeheartedly believe in it. And this is also one of the reasons why I decided to put it on as a title. Because I really see a lot of power in those words and in that kind of energy that you can have at the end of the year. To me, the mid to late December period is my favorite period of the year, together with summer. Ever since I remember, I have always loved the period around New Year's Eve. Obviously, as a kid, there was always firework. And I remember we would always meet with a big group of my parents' friends. And so that was always a lot of fun with all the kids. But then as I got older, and especially I think from the moment I was a student, it became about something else. It was really about this fresh new start that the new year was carrying with it. I always love these like new starts in a certain time of the year. So New Year's is obviously one of them. And the other one is September, when in the Northern Hemisphere, we all go back to school. And this new school year also carried a promise of a fresh new start for me. And this fresh new start is something that I am slightly addicted to, because this is also one of the reasons why I love moving abroad, because that's also a fresh new start. And I'm a, I'm a very chaotic person my head is always full my house is always full and so the idea of being able to leave the chaos to chaos and to just have a whole fresh new empty spacious start is always so appealing to me and this is why I keep falling for it 
And today I want to make you fall in love with this fresh new start as well. Simply because I think it has such nice energy attached to it. And if you can tap into that energy, it can really boost your motivation, your willpower, your discipline, your excitement for your goals you might have. So I was always excited about this December period and in my adult life, I also used it as timing to set new goals for myself, to really think about what is it that I want to achieve this year and what should be my goals to get there. But the last couple of years, this thing has turned into something much bigger. Actually, already from mid-December, or earlier, to be honest, I start thinking about the next year and what I want to achieve and how I can get there. But this time I do it from a different way, which I will explain in a little bit. But ever since I learned from a few mentors and people online what it is that they do to set themselves up to reach their goals, to create a really exciting new year in their life, it has also turned into a bigger ritual for me. So in the last couple of years, except for last year, because I was on holiday already, I've been renting a cabin for myself in the woods. I started doing this when I was still in Brazil. At that moment, I wasn't renting anything, but I was away for a week, I think, yeah, for a language course in Floripa. And so I had my course during the day, but then I quite had a few hours by myself in the evening. And so I started doing this ritual there. And I loved it so much that when I returned back home to the Netherlands, I started renting that cabin to have that me time dedicated to my December ritual. Gosh, and sorry, I just have to say, but I feel like talking has become so much more difficult for me with this cold. So if you hear or see me struggling, please forgive me. It's not my finest hour. I mentally, I am, you know still on cloud nine but physically it's just a little bit of a struggle to get the right words out and to not have my voice cracking all the time so please bear with me and and i really wanted to create this episode for you because the new year is around the corner so i didn't want to wait much longer with this anyway this year i also won't rent a cabin because i just came back from my trip which was pretty expensive i have to say and i'm going to brazil in a month so I feel like taking a few more days out in a cabin by myself is just a bit too much when I have so much going on here at home that I need to do. But what I am going to do is to take at least two or three evenings by myself that I can just dedicate to getting into the zone, to tuning inwards and to really visualize the year ahead of me. So a little bit about what it is that I exactly do with this new year, new you, or new me concept. How I did it before was that I would always allow myself to dream about the next year, what I wanted to have or achieve or be. And then I would pick my goals that felt realistic, that felt logical also, and that I knew, okay, this is possible in the next year. And then I would set these goals. I would think also obviously about how I could achieve them. And I would write down a couple of things, a couple of ideas, 
And then I just left it there and I tried to remind myself of the goals. And often in the first few weeks, I was going strong. I was on track. Like if I wanted to become healthier or fitter, I always had like clear goals of what I wanted to achieve, but also like habit goals. Like I would say I'm going to work out three times a week or something like that. And then in the first weeks, you know, that was totally doable. But then by the time that Blue Monday came around, I had forgotten about my New Year's resolutions because basically that is what my goals were. They were just New Year's resolutions. I would have these resolutions of like staying healthy, working on my side hustle. This was in the time that I was still a diplomat, but I already had dreams of starting my own business. You know, I had resolutions like those. But then busy daily life kicked in and that would just totally overwhelm me. I would have to travel for work or I would have to work late or I didn't sleep well and I was just so tired the next day. So I didn't want to exercise. And I'm sure that you recognize this because I think 95% of the people have this problem with New Year's resolutions. Like we, we include them in a life for a little bit, but the moment things get tougher, we unintentionally give up on them. And that's often because they're not a full part of our lives yet. They're not strong habits yet. And if you aren't 100% dedicated to those resolutions, if it isn't the biggest thing in your life, then it's really hard to keep that up. And one of the mistakes I also made was that I listed so many different resolutions. So for every area of my life, I had a goal or a resolution. I had a few about exercise, losing weight, sleeping, eating better. But then it was also about my side hustle, learning something on the side, a hobby, my love life, etc., etc., etc. And you simply can't be 100% dedicated to all those areas. You need to pick a few if you want to make it work. So basically, I was setting myself up for failure, as most people do. And again, this is unintentionally. We obviously don't intend to fail on our resolutions, but this is what happens with most of us. We sign up for the gym on the 1st of January. And by the 1st of February, the gym has a fantastic month because they collect all the payments and no one is showing up anymore. But everything changed the moment I changed my method, when I started learning about a new method. And I learned from this method from several entrepreneurs like Manifestation Babe, James Wetmore, but mostly from Celine Charlotte. You've heard uh, me about her before, and I also interviewed her on the third episode. She was and still is a great inspiration for me, and her way of looking at goals radically changed something for me. Basically what she said, and actually so many other entrepreneurs and people with a great following have said this, she wasn't the one who invented this, but it's about acting from the person that you want to become. It's about starting to behave as if you have it already. You start being the person who has achieved all your goals already. That is such a radically different way of looking at goals, because what most people do is that they start with the conditions first. So if you have a goal of running a marathon, for example, you might think, okay, but to run a marathon, I first need to have stamina. I need to have a track record of being able to run so many miles already, or I need to have a running schedule. So I know exactly when and how long to run for. 
So our initial focus is very much on the have, on the things that we need to have to then start doing the things that are required to reach that goal. So I need to have that schedule before I can start running. That is the doing part. And when I run, I can then become the marathon runner. That is the being part. So most people are focused on this have, do, be principle. The problem with this, though, is that before you can start actually doing the things, you need to have the condition of the first thing of the have principle met before you can get into action. So a lot of people are naturally very focused on on meeting that condition before. But the problem with it is that sometimes we're not able to meet the have condition when we think it's about time or money that we don't have. And this then keeps us stuck in that loop of, I cannot get started until I have that. And you're also off to a slow start because if you have to wait till that condition is met, you can only then start doing the things. And what Celine Charlotte and some of these other entrepreneurs have taught me is to reverse the principle. So you go from be, do, have instead of have, do, be. So you start with being. And you might think like, okay, that is a weird principle and how does that work? But let's say again, you want to be that marathon runner. You have this goal of running a marathon. So then you start with the being. You start being a marathon runner already. You start to identify with a person who has uh, run a marathon already. And if you start being and embodying that person who has achieved the marathon already, you then naturally start doing the things that are associated with it. Because if you are a marathon runner, one thing that you naturally do is that you run at least twice, but probably three times a week. And that takes away that half condition that we spoke about before. And you'll see that if you start doing the things that are associated with that person, you'll naturally have the things that you thought were conditioned before. So if you start to work out three times a week, you'll naturally build up that stamina that you thought was an initial condition to get started. You see what I mean? Again, I feel like my brain is a little bit foggy and I can't really say the things how I want them to say, but it's all about reversing what seems logical to you right now. So instead of focusing on what you need to have before you can get started, you start focusing on being, on embodying the person who has already achieved that goal. This is something that I did when I started as a coach as well. I think I mentioned this in one of the first episodes when I spoke about my career change. So when I was still a diplomat, I decided I already wanted to embody the coach within me. So I had this goal of starting my own coaching business and I could naturally think, okay, I need to have a coaching degree. I need to have time. I need to be registered in the chamber of commerce. I need to have clients, etc., etc. But I applied this be, do, have principle to my goal. And instead of waiting for all those conditions to be met, I started focusing on being a coach already. So what I did is I naturally started coaching people, even my friends, for example, even though they didn't really ask for it. I started introducing myself as a coach already to people who weren't linked to my real job at that time. 
And I also started printing business cards already. And I started working on my website, even though I didn't have a coaching practice yet, even though I had business cards for my diplomacy career. I started doing all those things already because I thought, what does someone who is a coach already do? And these were some of the natural things that a coach would do. So I simply started doing those things. And the great part about this be, do, have principle, well, it's actually two-folded. The first one is, is that you will reach your goals much quicker because you don't need to wait for that half condition to be met. You get right away into action. So that means you'll reach that goal of being this coach or the runner or whatever much quicker as well. Because I always say action brings clarity. Action brings you progress. Staying in your head doesn't. And so with this be, do, have principle, you go much faster into action mode and this will bring in the results. It's as simple as that. And the other great advantage of this be, do, have principle is that you don't have to rely on willpower anymore to achieve your goals. So I also apply this principle to my health goals. So for example, before I would think, oh, I have to run because I signed up for a marathon, but I don't feel like it or it's raining and I have to go. And what happened is that very often I actually did not go, which is also one of the reasons why I never ran a marathon below four hours because I never really stuck to that that schedule that I had. So there was a lot of willpower involved for me to reach my goals. And I feel this is a very masculine type of energy, which is very helpful for you in some moments of your life, but you don't always want to rely on that kind of energy. It's great when you have deadlines, when you have to take big, bold moves, but for longer term goals or for things that you want to make a habit, it's nice to also to be able to rely on some other type of energy and not just on willpower, because with willpower, you're also overruling yourself or a part of yourself very often. And you don't want to do that all the time. With this be, do, have principle, at least this is how it works for me. There is a natural boost, a natural motivation going on, a sort of excitement for you to reach your goals. So let's say you have decided to go for a run right now that was on your uh, calendar, but it's raining or you're a bit tired, whatever. You just don't really feel like going. In the first case with the have to be, you will be like, no, Amanda, you have to go. You have to reach your goals. You wanted this, blah, 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 go, or you wouldn't go. With the be, do, have principle, instead of focusing on the goal and whatever you had promised to yourself, you you go back to being that person. So you imagine you are a marathon runner already. And then you ask yourself, what would a marathon runner do? And then you think, of course, he or she would go for that run. It wouldn't even come as a question. They would just go. It's as simple as that. So there, I don't know if you can feel the difference, but to me, that feels much more exciting, much more natural, much more, oh yes, I want to do this instead of willpower and using this more forceful energy to get you off that couch. So this is the great principle that I applied to my life and that has changed everything for me. And this is also how I view my new year goals or what I want to achieve in the new year. I really take the time in those two, three days in the cabin in the woods to imagine what it's like to be the person who has already achieved the things that I want to do. And I write down so many things about this person. I write down who I am, 
what I say, what I think, what I believe, what I wear, how I talk, who I surround myself with, where I am, what my daily habits are, what I have left go let go of to make space for the new, what I'm not doing anymore. So many of these questions. I just really visualize the new me who has already achieved the thing that I want so badly. And I make this huge list of all the things that the new me with that goal, with that achievement would do, would say, would believe, would be. And then these things are the input for me to start taking action on in my daily life. So having that list is always so great because all of a sudden I see, oh, but actually the person who has achieved uh, the goal of a successful online business, for example, would do this and that, and she would read these kind of books and she will join that kind of mastermind. So there are a lot of surprising answers coming up that then also serve as a guide for me in my daily life. I don't need to think about what should I do or I don't need to act from who I am already with my limitations. I am thinking from the future already, which has much more interesting input for me than from my current point of view, if you get what I mean. So if you're thinking about your new year goals, I would really invite you to do this from the same principle, the be, do, have, to really start thinking about, but also really visualizing who it is that has achieved those goals already and to start acting from that place, not from where you are at the moment. You want to be a few more steps ahead, basically, to then look backwards and start doing those things. This has been a radical game changer for me. And this principle has really helped me to change my careers, to start my online business, to move to Rio for six months. Without this principle, I wouldn't have got here that quickly or even that far where I am today. So this principle has meant the world for me. But in this December period, this principle is not the only thing I look at. Actually, I have four steps that I always take, a sort of method that I use to come up with a strong foundation for the year ahead. And I also want to share these briefly with you to give you some inspiration. What I first always do is that I reflect on the past year. You know, who was I? What have I achieved? What am I proud of? But also, what are the lessons that I learned? What are some mistakes that I made? Where can I forgive myself or others a little more? I have a bunch of reflection questions that I ask myself and that I really journal about. And I really write down the lessons that I learned as well to remember them and to bring them with me for the coming year. I also ask myself questions of like, what brought me joy? You know, what do I want to have more of in my life? What do I want to have less of to really choose the right things for myself in the new year? And then I also make space because if you want to invite new things into your life, you need to clear out the old first. You need to make space first. And this is a step that I would always forget about actually in the past. But now nowadays it's a part of that first step, um, reflecting and then also making space. And I do this literally like in my house, I make space, but also mentally, like I let go of a few things or people worries that I have, but also all beliefs that are not serving me anymore. I let that go so I can then welcome new things, new people, new stuff, new beliefs into my life. Then the second part that I do, and this is really essential, is that I start dreaming about my future. 
And I've said this before on the podcast, but I think people aren't dreaming enough. I think at least in the Dutch society and in a few others as well, there's this culture of not being allowed to stand out too much. Um, because if you do, people have an opinion about it and it's not really appreciated if you are the one that is standing out in a very positive way. Obviously, we are proud of people who stand out as well. That's also all part of our society. But there is a general, I don't know, behavior in people to always criticize those that stand out, that dare to take a risk and that win a lot with it. Entrepreneurs, for example. Whereas in the, in the US, that is much more celebrated. Success is way more celebrated there. Failure also, by the way, because then at least it means you have tried. And here in the Netherlands, you don't even want to try to stand out too much. You are being applauded, celebrated, rewarded, as long as you don't go too crazy. And this is a culture or part of the culture that I really don't like because I think it should be applauded more to take risks and to go after the things that really make you happy because I think that is super important as an individual. So what that means for the dreaming with us is that we often don't allow ourselves to dream because maybe you very briefly allow yourself, your mind to wander off to something that you would like to have to, for the future, but it's something so far away removed from your reality now that you've right away tell yourself, oh, but this isn't possible or this isn't realistic. I shouldn't be allowed to ask for that or it is just not going to work out for me or I need to be realistic. I'm here now. There's no way I can go from A to Z in one step, you know? And I think we... You know, your dreams will get watered down over time, either by yourself or by society. So don't already limit yourself in the dreaming process. Allow yourself truly to dream whatever it is that you want to have, to visualize it. And I also say, like, it's going to be hard to take a confident first step outside of your comfort zone, if you want that if you don't know what direction you're going to go towards. So you need to have a clear direction. And something that has helped me to change careers was also that I had a very strong and clear vision. I knew exactly where I was going. And having that strong, clear vision really helps you to take steps. But you can't have a strong vision if you don't allow yourself to dream. So this is why it is so crucial if you want to have a different kind of year next year, if you want to get closer to your big, scary goals, you need to allow yourself to dream first. You also need to connect with your dreams more. A lot of people told me that they don't know what it is that they want or that they can't find their vision. Actually, a coach just wrote me. She was saying, this is why I've consistently been trying to find my vision because it's just been so difficult for me. But you don't have to find your vision. Your vision is already inside of you. You just need to remove the barriers that are preventing you from making true connection to it. Your vision is already somewhere deep inside of you. You just need to dig it up. So you need to connect with your dreams more. You need to cultivate them more. You need to take your dreams seriously. Stop saying to yourself, this isn't allowed or this isn't possible for me. No, tell yourself this is possible for you. A lot of people, when I was still a diplomat and I shared some dreams about what I wanted to have for the future... And one of those dreams is actually having a large following on social media and sharing 
inspiration for other people. Some people called me delusional. They thought, oh, keep dreaming. You have no idea. Like you need to be realistic. And I'm so glad that I was able to really stick to my dreams because right now I am living my dream. Actually, this was also one of the things I realized during my trip and why this trip was so life-changing because there was a moment during the confidence that I had to pinch myself and think, my God, I'm really living the life that I once was dreaming of. So I had this dream of helping others to become their best versions, to travel the world while creating an online business and connecting with like-minded others. And at that conference, I was doing all of that at the same time. Everything was coming true for me. I was at a conference with amazing people where I was learning myself a lot as well. I was traveling and I was also selling courses while I was uh, connecting to all these wonderful people I met there. So everything was coming true for me. And I realized, wow, I once dreamed of this moment and now it is happening. So stick to your dreams because I always think if you dream it, it means it is yours already. If you can dream it, then it means it is in, within your capacity to make it happen. Otherwise, that dream wouldn't come to you. It would come to another person. This is also such a nice mindset shift that will really help you to go forwards, I think. So start taking your dreams more seriously. Start visualizing what it is that you want to have like with details how does it look for you who are you when those dreams have materialized what comes up for you and start connecting with that visualization every single day this is something that i've done for a couple of months every morning that i woke up i would lay in bed five more minutes and i would just visualize my future and I felt so connected to my vision every single day that it took me no effort to take big scary steps or to put in the work that was required because I was feeling that vision. I was seeing it so clearly every single day. There was no question for me. I was going directly towards it. All right, that was only the second part that was dreaming it. Then the third part is really about prioritizing and knowing what to focus on. Because like I said before, you can't focus on everything at the same time. So I would always suggest to pick two or three bigger goals that you want to achieve. I often use the wheel of life as an exercise. This is something that you can find anywhere online, but it's also within Expat Life School. And it's also part of the masterclass that I will be hosting on the 18th of December. But you can also Google it if you want. And this always helps me to prioritize what I want to focus on in the coming year. And for me, they're usually around career, health, and then another area. And this varies every year, I have to say. But the first two are always about career and health. And maybe yours are similar, or maybe your family is your number one goal, or perhaps it's your uh, financial situation. There are so many things to choose from and my advice really here is to pick two or three that you are most excited about so don't pick the ones that feel like the logical step or that is that are the wisest but pick the ones that bring the most joy and excitement to your life because this is a kind of energy that you thrive on that will help you take even bigger steps so focus on the goals that bring in that kind of energy into your life and then the fourth part is being and doing. So once you have identified what your dreams and your goals are for the coming year, you also want to upgrade yourself 
to the next level. Because whatever brought you here is not going to bring you there. If you want to go next level, your beliefs, your thoughts, your behavior also needs to go next level. Because you can't expect to have bigger results or to go next level with everything that you are at this very moment. You first need to grow to bring in those things into your life. So you really want to start thinking about who it is that you should be being. Like we said in the, like I said in the be, do, have principle and also what you should be doing. So this is the time that you really start visualizing that be, do, have principle. It's almost like you step into new shoes, shoes of the future you has already achieved it. And with those shoes on, you're going to look at the world and what you are doing from that position. And you want to make it as detailed as possible because then you also have a very detailed list of everything that you should be and do as the new you. And there is actually a fifth element to this process, but it's not part of the December method that I use. And that is action. You want to bring all those things into action. You want to start doing the things because without action, you're just staying in your head and in your head, you won't get anywhere, even though most of us stay there. And that's also the reason why most of us are not moving outside of their comfort zone and not bringing in the big results. So you want to get into action. But this part, I always leave it till the actual new year or even, or I have to say, I most of the time start doing it already before the new year to get myself in the habit. And then by the time the new year rings in, I already have this stronger habit of uh, exercising more often or to think like an entrepreneur or to be more loving or whatever goal I have identified for myself. So with this whole method and this new way of looking at your goals, I really do think that the new year, new you concept is still super valid. It's not about being someone else, about changing yourself. It is just about bringing out the better version of yourself. And with better, I don't mean bigger, better, smarter, harder. No, I just mean a version that is more aligned with who you truly are at the core. One that lives in a super authentic life, a life that makes you truly happy. Now, I also sometimes hear from people uh, that say, oh, I just need to give myself a bit more rest. I'll just take my time and I don't have to go as fast, la la la, which is true. Sometimes we have those seasons in our life. I was in that season myself as well, that we just have to slow down take rest and let things come to us instead of going after it all the time. This more like winter season is also necessary in our lives. It has a function. However, I do sometimes think that we cut ourselves too much slack because those big scary goals are big and scary and it's just much more comfortable to stay inside our comfort zone and to tell ourselves that we need rest. So I'm not saying use that willpower, here's a whip, go after yourself, push yourself until you cannot. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I do think we can challenge ourselves a little bit more often to really take those big scary steps, to go outside of our comfort zone, to risk failing in our process, 
and to feel a little bit naked in going after our goals because it is scary because we have to change our way of being, our way of doing. This is our comfort zone. We have created all kinds of coping mechanisms to deal with disappointments and pain and whatever. And if we want to go after the big scary goals, our big life dreams, then we need to change those things as well. And that can make us feel a little bit vulnerable and naked. And that is scary because we think we can get hurt much more easily. So we stay inside our comfort zone and we tell ourselves, no, we can take our time. It's okay. Let's just take some rest. Take your rest whenever you truly need it, but also make sure you challenge yourself to show up as your authentic self and to go after that big, scary goal that you have, because you deserve a life that makes you truly happy. I'm the living proof. I'm only saying this because I've been through all of it myself, including the pain and the nakedness and the vulnerability, but I've also seen the great rewards and the dream that I'm living right now. And I really wish you the same. So go after your dreams, make it happen. And if you would like some help on that, I already mentioned it very briefly, but on the 18th of December, I am hosting a masterclass that is called Ignite 2024, and which is all about this December method that I just described, but obviously in much more detail. I will give you a lot of practical tips for you to apply to your life, exercises that you can do, things to do, mindset shifts, so that you can really start doing all those things in the final two weeks of December, so that when January 1st comes around, you have a strong foundation for yourself for the new year. You will have a foundation with your dreams, your goals, knowing what to do, what to focus on, and this foundation, and this is at least how it works for me, serves as a foundation for the rest of the year. So every time during 2024 that you feel like you're going a bit off track or something has completely changed in your life and your uh, normal habits aren't serving you anymore or something big has happened in your life, like your relationship ended or something else, in a situation where you just feel like, ah, oh, I'm not entirely sure anymore. I don't know what to do. You can just go back to that foundation and you right away have your answer what to focus on. So I will explain my whole process of getting to that foundation on the 18th of December. The masterclass is two hours long. It will uh, start at 8 p.m. and will run until 10 p.m. Central European time. But you will get a recording if you can't make it live. You will have access to the recording for two months and you will also get a workbook with all the steps and the questions and the things that you can do. So you can really take your time in the remainder of December for this whole process. And something I have just decided today, what I'm going to do, and I'm super excited about this one, I'm going to have two office hours in January and February. I learned about this concept from James Wetmore, the business coach who organized the conference that I was attending in California. And basically uh, what it means is that I will set up two Zoom calls in January and February. I still have to define the dates. And these are just complimentary calls where you can drop in anytime you want and ask any question that you have about the process, about your foundation, for any advice that you need, for perhaps a pep talk that you need from me to really make sure you 
uh, keep up with this method and to go after your dreams. Because the masterclass is helping you all with the preparation for your foundation, but then you actually need to go out and do it in the new year. And for me, it has become second nature to really think from the person that I want to be and start taking action on those things. I love being outside of my comfort zone nowadays, but for most people, it's the first time that they are thinking like that or that they want to take continuous uh, action on their dreams. And it can be a bit difficult, right? So this is why I uh, created these office hours. So you can just drop in and get that boost that you need again to keep going or to even fine-tune your approach even more or to just get some ideas from my head. I love thinking along with people's goals and how to get there and to come up with a plan for them. So that is what you get with the masterclass as well in January and February. And the investment is so incredibly low for this that it's really a no-brainer, especially if you've joined one of my other masterclasses or webinars before. You know that I always over-deliver when it comes to value and practical tips that I share. And I'm 100% sure that you will get so much of this masterclass and office hours as well. So today... The 12th of December, the investment for the masterclass is 67 euros and it will be the same tomorrow. And then starting from the day after tomorrow, I'm going to increase it with 10 euros every two days until 97 euros. And that is also the day of the masterclass on the 18th of December. And for those 67 or a little bit more euros, you will get a two-hour masterclass. You will get all your questions answered during the masterclass. You will get a workbook. You will get the replay. And you will also get access to two office hours. That's two times one hour in January and February where you can ask any question. You can stay for the entire hour if you want and listen to everyone else. You can also just drop in, ask your question and leave again and take whatever it is that you need. Those who have joined my masterclasses before or my one-to-one coaching, you know how I work. Um, I am super committed to your growth. That is my number one priority. And I will share as much as I can whenever you have a question for me. There's no holding back in my answers. I always give everything that I have to share. So beware of that when you ask me a question. You will get all the tips, mindset shifts, ideas, quotes, whatever I have for you to help you get closer to your goal. So you will get all of that during the office hours from me. If you want to join and tap into that energy that I am going to share with you, join now because the longer you wait, the more expensive the masterclass will get. Also good to know this masterclass is not coming back before December 2024. So if you want to learn more about this be, do, have principle and about how I achieve my goals, this really is your only chance in the coming year. And I am 100% sure that if I give the masterclass again next year, it's going to be twice the price. So don't wait much longer and sign up today. You can do that by going to my website, uh, amandamaximecoaching.com. Or you can go check the description where I also included a link. And if you have any question about the masterclass or you're just not sure if you want to join yet, just send me a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn and I will answer as soon as possible.
For now, I wish you some beautiful final weeks of this year. I hope this year has been good to you. It is not done yet. So who knows whatever is still in store for you. I always love thinking like this. And I do hope that there are still some great positive surprises for you this year. I will be back with more episodes very soon. And for now, I just want to say thank you again. And I hope to see you on the 18th of December during Ignite 2024. 